0: Welcome to Tradies News in a Nutshell, call 1300 01 1170 or text 0457 736 736. Hi, good morning everyone. Welcome along to Trade News in a nutshell start of a brand new week. Hope you are all very well. Hope you enjoyed your weekend. It is Monday the 11th of September 2023 broadcasting through SEN 1170 am in Sydney, SENQ 693 am in in Brisbane and SEN 1620 am. On the Gold Coast, one 7 tier. open line number. You can text 457 oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. That's all. Before Vossie and Brandy for breakfast. For listeners in Sydney, Patton Hills. For listeners in Queensland, a lot to get through very shortly. Uh, Charlie Goodser in the next couple of minutes will join me to review what was an amazing weekend of finals footy, especially those two elimination finals. We'll also talk about all the other sport that went on: AFL finals, Rugby Union World Cup, some cricket, some football. John Gallo to join me shortly. Shortly as well, in about half an hour after we had a draw with the Socceroos to all. But let's get on with the show. I want to hear from you? one 0111 70 or 0457 736 736. The hot topic thanks to Rheem. Built tough for Aussie conditions. When it comes to water heating, ask your plumber to install a rain. Yes, except nothing less than Australia's best and install Australia's favourite, hot water. Now, just before we get to the sport, just for listeners through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney, so welcome Charlie Goodson in the studio, morning. Good morning, how are very, we? Very, very well up, uh, very smoky in Sydney. So if you're yeah. just waking up, I woke up at 1.30 this morning and I thought uh, my apartment was on fire. Not, thankfully, but uh, due to hazard reductions, smoky all around Sydney.
1: Yes, I, I similarly woke up around that time and just... I didn't think my partner was on fire but just had a <laughs> had a quick look mm. uh thankfully nothing doing but mm. when I rode my bike this morning mm. uh at around you know got on the back bike about you know 20 to 4 mm. uh it, it looked like fog like the the hazard burned so yeah, please be careful. I had to wear a mask mm. when, when I rode. I'm, I'm asthmatic, so just a quick warning to anyone with uh, respiratory problems. Mm. Um, maybe try and see if you can work from home today, because it is really bad. It it's is smoky in the studio right now. It
0: is a very serious issue, but uh, well done for being here. Oh, right?
1: I'm, I'm a brave soldier, yeah. Dan. You know yeah. me.
0: Yeah, always here, always here. So, yeah, uh, on a serious note, if you are in or around Sydney, uh, just be careful due to those hazard reduction burns. Uh, all seven three six seven three six. Let us do this.
1: Now on Tradies, the NRL wrap.
0: All right, straight into it this morning at three past five. Want to know your highlights, your lowlights, uh, your surprise performance of the weekend, Charlie. What a weekend of finals footy of both NRL and AFL, but we'll start with, of course, uh, NRL. I know you don't like that, but that's okay. <laughs> what a weekend uh, it was. Let's go back to Friday night. Uh, Broncos, it's too good, way too good for the Melbourne Storm. 26 points to nil. Um... I tipped the Broncos, but I thought going into this game, it was a 50-50 game. Broncos controlled it amazingly. Adam Reynolds, very good. The Storm, really off.
1: Yeah, I I tipped the Storm uh, for this game. But again, it was a 50-50 game, really. I I wouldn't have been surprised if the Broncos had won. And I think the score doesn't reflect... Uh, I guess the game, I thought it was a little bit tighter than that, but the Broncos dominated and then they cashed in their points to, towards the end. Well,
0: it was very tight in the first half and then they managed to pull away, didn't they, in that yep. second half.
1: Yeah, so I think 26-0, I think uh, this goes to show this is the new Broncos team. They're mm. not worried, they're not threatened by the, the Storm Hoodoo, which is over. It's over now. We, could, yep. we don't have to mention it ever again. Done, yep. It's done, yeah. Um, and I think uh, Dennett Kemp said it on a variety of the S N shows, I think Captain's Run and Morning Glory during during the week in the lead up to it, that this is a young Broncos team that doesn't have the memories of being beat up by Cameron Smith, mm. Cooper Cronk, Billy Slater, mm. uh, you know that dominant uh, Melbourne Storm team. So they just went into this and just they were arrogant, they were cocky, but I think they had a right to be. They just finished second, they nearly, uh, they just fell short of the minor premiership and. Mm. That they're a genuine chance to win well, this premiership now.
0: My grand final after this weekend is still Penrith and Brisbane. Yep. Um and my and I said on, on Friday I think I said the my question mark on the Broncos was the lack of finals experience that did not prove to be a factor. In fact, they all outplayed the Melbourne Storm team that has heaps of grand mm, fi- of finals correct. and grand final experience. Where are the Storm now? I know we'll look at next week or this week on Friday and talk about their game against the Roosters. That was very disappointing. Cam Munster, I won't say what he, the words he used when he spoke to Danica Mason after the game, but he was less than impressed. Picked up a few injuries just quickly on that. Awful, awful to see Ryan Pabenhausen go down. Thankfully, it doesn't seem to be as bad as we initially thought, and they're expecting him to make a full recovery. and may well be there early next year for round one. Let's hope that does happen. But they need to turn things around pretty quickly because that was one of the more disappointing performances from a Storm team I've seen in a long time.
1: Yeah, uh, our first final shutout since the two thousand eight grand final where they lost forty mm. nil. Uh, it just wasn't what we were expecting from the Storm at all. I think we all thought they, you know, they'd boss the final series because they've been there so many times, and it's just yeah, Munster didn't fire, Hughes didn't fire. Yeah, awful to see that uh, a and how big of a loss that is, and how just. Mentally scarring that is for the team. We'll wait mm. and see. I think they'll bounce back. Mm. You saw Bellamy in the box, just absolutely losing one of the all-time uh, Craig Bellamy clips. Yes. Um, I think they'll bounce back. They're, they're back at home. They put in a really terrible performance. Mm. They finished top four for a reason. They got that double chance. They mm. earned the right to have a stinker in the finals. But now it's. Do or die now. Now you've got to go through Penrith.
0: Yes, if they get through the Roosters, I th- yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, okay. You never know. You know, I think that's actually a very fifty-fifty match, mm. considering both teams picking up injuries. We'll get to that and talk about that more later on the week. But the Storm have to play better than they did. I think they will. I still think it'll be a pretty close match. Uh, Panthers thirty-two over the Warriors six. It's not a real shock here. The Warriors never really in it. Maybe when they got to 20 points to six, you thought maybe. But again, the Panthers showing why they are the ultimate professionals. They'll play either Melbourne or the Roosters in the preliminary final. And whichever team they play, they'll be favoured to win. They are playing good footy. I don't know if they're better than they have been uh, over the past couple of years, but they're still just as good.
1: Yeah. uh, And just on the Warriors, no shame in going down to 32 to six to, to the Panthers in the finals. Again, I don't think it was really reflective of the scoreline. I think it was a lot, a lot closer than that. I just think Panth- the Panthers know what to do in those make or break moments. No, Sean Johnson really hurt the Warriors. One hundred percent, of course. Um, so yeah, it, it just these are like you said. Panthers are the just ultimate professionals when it comes to finals. They know exactly what to do in those big moments. I'm, uh, from the start, they just bossed the game.
0: Mm. I was watching this in a pub um, on Saturday before I headed out to Shark Park. We'll get to that game in a second. And I looked away literally for five minutes. The Panthers had scored two tries. That's mm. how good they are. The Warriors, they will have a chance to regroup. They get a home final. Hopefully, Sean Johnson is back because they need him. No disrespect to all their other players. But Johnson, probably alongside Caitlin Ponga, has been the form player of this year's competition. You could see they missed that creativity without him on Saturday.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think the rest of the team... Was, was still good without him, but you're right, they just missed that spark that they needed.
0: So the two qualifying finals, whilst uh, Brisbane and Penrith played very well and definitely premiership favourites, the elimination finals, both oh. very, very exciting. We'll talk about the one on Saturday night first. Roosters 13 over the Sharks 12. Uh, I just want to talk about the Sharks first. Before we get to the Roosters and their performance, Gee, that's disappointing from the Sharks. They had ample opportunity to win that game, and that's taking nothing away from the Roosters. But this is now two years in a row where last year they went out in straight sets. This year they lost a home final like they did last year, Valentine Holmes kicking uh, the field goal last year in that game for the Cowboys. There's going to be no pressure on Craig Fitzgibbon, nor should there be. But I think over the past couple of years from where they could have been, they've underachieved.
1: Yeah, well, without a doubt. I think the biggest mistake in that game, That there, there are a couple. Um, Ignore the the field goal attempts that got charged down. I think yep. that's just great desperation from the Roosters, mm. and we saw it in uh, yesterday's elimination final. It happens. happens. It Happens. It, it's a pressure moan and those sort of instances. But the decision to take the two mm. when there's what about oh, I think there was like 10 minutes left or something had all the all the field all the domination, and you go for that try and you and you probably shut the Roosters out. Yeah. Um, to take the two, the Roosters then go down the other end, score a freak try. Mm. Sometimes you just make your own luck yep. in, in foot. And I just thought that was a really poor, poor look. Yeah, big question marks. I, I think, again, not a great final from Nico Hines. Nope. <laughs> Whilst I, I think you and I would agree he's one of the best players in the competition when he's on. And he's so important in that Sharks lineup. It's just another case against him in terms of the big game player. Mm-hmm. Um, credit to the Roosters. No one really gave them much of, of, of a hope. Not to the extent of the Raiders, but I think a lot of people just thought, oh, the Sharks will probably just get it done. They hung in there. And I think the decision to take that field goal early mm. from Sam Walker was the right decision. You don't know when you're going to be up at this end again. Mm. And it just put pressure back on the Sharks who mm. were then just desperation footy to try and take that field goal. Mm. And that's why those field goals were rushed. That's why they were then
0: smothered by by the Roosters mm. and – That's why they won. And the other thing, Braden Trindle missing a goal from basically right in front as well after one of the Sharks' tries. That will come back to haunt them. I'll just say on the Roosters, uh, and desperation was right, Tedesco, Kiri, those charge downs, that was one of the gutsiest wins I've seen from a Roosters team for a long time. No Manu for a long part of it. He won't be playing next week. No Surli. Tedesco went off, and that's where I think the Roosters probably almost won the game a bit because the Sharks scored a quick try and then they managed to hold them out. Um, And the Sharks didn't show a lot in attack. The Roosters had a lot more in attack. They just couldn't convert their chances in the first half. Uh, You mentioned the free try. Wong, how good has he been, though, since he's come onto the scene? Another good sign for the Roosters, Sam Walker, playing very well. Look, it will be a very hard task to go down to Melbourne, but no one thought they'd be in week two of the finals four or five weeks ago. They're there, and you do have to be in it to win it.
1: Yeah, they're in week two of the finals, and I think people are shocked that they even made the finals from, from where they were about a month ago, so... Look, you're in the finals, give themselves a chance. I think the Storm will probably just be a little bit too good, mm. considering and I'm just basing that off what we've seen for the majority of the season. Mm. I think uh, the Roosters kind of caught fire late, got in there. Who knows, though? Who knows? They, they, they got a win over the Sharks, which not many people are expecting.
0: Hard to deny the guts they showed. Now, the final game, I was thinking of you watching uh, this. Oof. I had my nerve-wracking moment on uh. Saturday night. Uh, Not quite as nerve-wracking as this night 30, Canberra 28. Look, I'll say well done to Canberra. No one really gave them a shot. And I think when we uh, previewed this game on Friday morning, we both said that I I thought this was going to be a lot closer than a lot of people thought. I think people thought Newcastle on the back of nine wins in a row, 30-odd thousand at Newcastle. They would just come out and blitz it. And it did look like that could happen when they scored after five minutes. But Canberra, they fought. They fought for large amounts of that game. They were probably the better team. Knights lost Jackson Hastings. I thought the thing, and we were talking about it in the office beforehand. I thought the thing that really fired the Knights up was that biting allegation on Jack Wyden, uh, from Jack Wyden on Tyson Gamble, which we may talk more about a little later on, and we'll see what happens over the next 24 hours in regards to that. He's off to Souths. Gee, that was a good game of footy.
1: Yeah, great. Uh, and I said the exact same thing I said. I knew it was going to be tight as well, just because. Ricky Stewart is one of the great coaches. It, irrespective of what you think about, like how the way he carries himself or how he acts in press cons on the sideline or anything, he's one of the great coaches in building this underdog mentality. And mm. I, I've said it all the way through the all the way through the season. I thought the Raiders would make the eighth. Yep. They were my eighth team, mm. uh, which proved to be right. And I think he just does such a good job of uh, punching above their weight. Mm. Uh, they're a team without like a you know massive stars, but they just continue to just impress week after week and look. They made the finals with a poor uh, points differential, but you make it, who knows what's going to happen. And that's mm. what happened yesterday. And what I really love from Newcastle is that the way we've been winning is that we've been bossing that first 20 minutes of a game and then sort of see the game out. And uh, and that's how we've, we've been on this win streak. This was a different win yesterday where we were down at half time, mm. didn't have any of the momentum, and found a way to get back into the game, get the lead, give that up, Mm. and then find a way to regroup in uh, extra time, block a couple of field goal attempts, which had me on the edge of my seat. uh, And, yeah, look, a bit of luck went our way, I think, especially with Jamar Fogarty kicking it out of... Yeah. And the, and the full, that was a big turning And that's when I said to, I was watching with my girlfriend at the time, I said, all right, boys, just run it straight. Mm. All we need is about 30, 40 metres here and go for the field goal. You luckily, became got, the coach. Yes. Luckily, yep. Like, look, we got a penalty. I think Dan Gagga had an amazing run when I was like, mate, what are you doing? Why are you darting? But then he went through the line and picked up a couple uh, more metres. And then we got that penalty and I said, all right, take the two. Yeah. Uh, Then, all right, boys, it's going to be a short kickoff here. Be ready for it. We nearly screwed that up, nearly got caught for time wasting. Yeah. Um, yeah, a really impressive win.
0: Just before I let you go, I'm Dan yeah. Gagai. I, I'm glad that he played well in the second half, and the Knights got the win because his first half was shocking, shocking for yes. someone that has had so yeah. many, so much big match experience. But he played well in the second yeah. half. Yeah, he, he got turn it
1: around, like like the whole team did. I think that was a what was really impressive. Is that we now like it, we've proven to ourselves and to our fans that we know that when the backs against the wall, we know how to. Put the foot down and come back from behind.
0: I think the Warriors, and we'll talk about this game later on in the week. I think the Warriors would have been watching that and been very happy that it went to extra time. They would have wanted to go for another twenty or thirty minutes. Yeah,
1: indefinitely golden point. Yep. Yeah,
0: and I like, by the way, I like that ten minutes of extra time, no golden point.
1: It's it's a, it's fantastic mm. because it adds that um, that hidden layer of uh, of strategy about whether or not you you take the early field goal when you're down in someone else's half. Do you? Do you try and go for the try? Do you you take the two points when it's on offer? Um, Mm. I just thought it added a great layer of strategy and uh, super intense. And just uh, credit to Canberra as well. What a game. Like What a game.
0: And if Canberra played like that more more so throughout the year, they would have probably been in the top four. They they, Very inconsistent, but that's why they uh, finish eight. Two quick questions for you before I let you go. Has your mind changed? It's still Penrith Brisbane grand final after this weekend? Still
1: Penrith Brisbane grand final, yep.
0: Um, and we'll, I'll wrap up all the AFL scores after the break. But any real shocks from the weekend of AFL? The Swans, they came close against Carlton and just couldn't get the job done.
1: Yeah, I think the scoreline flooded the Swans in the end. That, that was smashed. Mm.
0: Uh, and a text here for you. Good morning, Dan and Charlie. Uh, we are still on for Roosters versus Newcastle Grand Final. Up the Chookies from uh, 2 p.m. peak, that is. so It could happen.
1: We're still on. And look, I think Newcastle will beat the Warriors. Whether or not the the uh, Roosters beat the Storm is another matter.
0: And whether or not whoever wins that Storm Roosters game can beat Penrith uh, is probably the biggest question mark that, there. The, the,
1: the <laughs> That's the big question mark, yeah.
0: Charlie Goodstaff will speak to you throughout the week. Well done for turning up to work on a Monday, uh, especially after your weekend and suffering from uh, asthma. But Yes, so
1: yes, thank the, you. Good thank stuff, you.
0: good stuff. Very impressive, actually, from the great Charlie Goodstaff, who we'll speak to on the show tomorrow, Oh four five seven seven. Seven three six seven three six. The text number you can call the open line one 1170 So your take from the weekend of finals, uh, NRL. You can throw AFL at us as well if you want. We'll go through those scores in a moment. Uh, gutsiest performance of all time, um, and we're not talking about the Roosters. But what are some of the gutsiest performances of all time? We saw it on Saturday. We saw it to an extent yesterday as well with the Newcastle Knights. I thought they were down and out uh, at various times and. You thought at half time, as we just said to Charlie, you thought at halftime, 16-6 Canberra up, that potentially if Canberra were first to score, they would have been away with it. The Knights, they fought hard. They stayed in the game. Then Canberra came back. Um, and in the end, Newcastle getting it. I saw some criticism of the penalty that was given. It was a penalty uh, for a couple of different reasons. So I don't think it was a shame in a way that it ended with a penalty, but it was the correct decision. Um, so what are some of the gutsiest performances in any sport you've seen of all time can be an individual maybe playing injured could be a great comeback could be something else on the back of the roosters on Saturday night, the Knights last night, gutsiest performances of all time, extra time. As we just said to Charlie, uh, we know it's like this for the finals, but do you prefer seeing, uh, I know there's some people that don't like extra time, but if we have to have a normal season, if we have to have extra time, Would you like to see them revert to what we saw yesterday? 10 minutes each way. Now, I suppose the difference between the finals and the regular season, that if it is still drawn and we almost got to that stage after 90 minutes, you do play golden point after that. But in my eyes, I would like to see 90 minutes um, in that 10 minutes in the regular season, 80 minutes of the regular game, then 10 minutes just played out. No golden point. Just doesn't have to. And then it probably wouldn't revert back to... A field goal thon that we do see so many times in Golden Point. So would you like to see just ten straight minutes of extra time, and then it's full time? If it's still a draw after that in the regular season, it's a draw. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Or what about and what about Jack Whiten? Um, it is going to be very interesting. There was a lot of talk on social media about why was he not sent off, sin binned. They looked at it long and hard, didn't they, before they decided just to put Jack Whiten on report. I tell you what, I think some Souths officials and Souths fans will be looking at that and a little concerned about what's going to happen to him and how, might, how long he may be out. Tyson Gamble said uh, after the game, something along the lines of the fact that it's just footy, I'll leave it there, but it may not be up to him. It may have to go further. Were you surprised there wasn't more done about the Jack Wyden incident after the allegation of biting, Or were you happy with him just being put on report? Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Your highlights from the weekend of sport. You low-lights your surprise performance of the weekend of sport as well. 19 past five, get in contact with the show. John Geller will be with me soon as well to talk all things football. We'll wrap up some of the other news of the day shortly, plus a lot of the other sport that's been going around, going on over the course of the past 24 hours. But want to hear from you. one 300 70 457 736 736 Gutsiest performances in sport ever. From an individual, from a team in the back of the Roosters and the Knights yesterday up there in Newcastle. Extra time. Would you just like to see it a straight 10 minutes, then full time in the regular season like we saw yesterday? And anything else you want to talk about on this Monday morning? 20 past five, off and running. Monday morning, Tradies News in a Nutshell. It's good to have you company on this Monday morning at 24 past five. The NFL season underway as well. Chris Perkins will join me tomorrow morning to wrap that up. Of course, the tennis will update you on that in a second as well. What happened yesterday, what's about to happen uh, today in the U.S. Open finals. We'll talk about that AFL across the course of the weekend. So we mentioned on Friday morning, calling with 9 six sixty over Melbourne, 7-11-53. Uh, on Friday night, Carlton by 6-11, over Sydney 9-14-68. Carlton's first finals appearance in a decade. Uh, it got close. I was, uh, I must say most of my attention was on the NRL, but I was flicking back and forth a little bit. Carlton looked like they had dominated the whole game. In fact, I'm pretty sure, uh, whilst I watched the last quarter after the rugby league was done, pretty sure it said the Swans hadn't been in the lead at all throughout the match. I could have been wrong. They came back almost and got them. Um, but in the end, Carlton, too good, just uh, 11, 8, 74 over Sydney, 9, 14, 68. Then on Saturday, good win to the GWS Giants in the elimination final, 15, 11, 101 over St Kilda, 11, 11, 77. So GWS keep going. And the Lions, a good win over Port Adelaide as well, 19, 9, uh, 123 over Port Adelaide, 11, 9, 75. That means next week in the AFL, this week, at the end of this week, all of the now finals obviously they're the same week as the NRL, so obviously elimination finals, uh, semi-finals. Melbourne up against Carlton Friday night at seven fifty p.m. Going to be very busy in and around that Melbourne area, and we'll talk to Matty Cox on Wednesday about it around that sporting area in Melbourne uh, with. Uh, The game at the MCG, which will no no doubt attract 90-odd thousand people. You'd expect the game at Amy Park between the Storm and the Roosters to be pretty much sold out as well. So it'll be very busy. So that's Friday night at 7.50 p.m. Uh, And then on Saturday at 7.40, Port Adelaide will take on the GWS Giants. Of course, Collingwood and Brisbane are through to the preliminary finals. So... Uh, we will see how that all plays out. We'll update you in the Rugby Union World Cup in just a sec. But before that, let's go to some text. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. The first one here, uh, no name on it, but uh, I can tell you. Uh, the number ending in 466. Six. Uh, he says, morning, guys. Uh, two try assists, uh, 169 run meters, two line breaks assists, 400 kicking meters, 26 tackles, one miss, two tackle breaks. Doesn't sound like the stats of a bloke that's not a big name player, big game player, sorry. Sounds like a halfback that put the team on his back without a lot of help. Now, you're talking, I'm pretty sure, about Nico Hines on Saturday against the Roosters. No, I thought, I know. Charlie uh, said Hines didn't have a good game. Look, I thought Hines was all right. I thought he he tried his best. I thought he was probably the Sharks' best on the field. I I think the issue with the Sharks was definitely not Nico Hines. I I thought, and as that text said, I thought the fact that when Tedesco went off, um, and yes, they scored a quick try, and they had a chance to put another couple on the roosters, and they just didn't do it. Um, And it was a problem for the Roosters too, to an extent in that game as well, that the attack for the Sharks did not just, just did not fire. Um, And I suppose it's if there's been, well, there's been a couple of criticisms, but one of the criticisms of the Sharks over the past couple of years, when they have been playing well, when they have been playing finals footy, is that their attack at some points, not all the time, sometimes they're very good, but sometimes doesn't quite hit the mark. And they had ample opportunity there. And look, I agree. I thought Nico Hines tried his best. I just thought some... I don't know, some of the important decisions, the last tackle options there uh, by not so much Hines, but Trindle as well, uh, questionable. But I thought Hines played well. He was easily the Sharks' best player, I thought. Um, and as I said it to Charlie, one of the things that probably will get forgotten after, on the back of how good the Roosters were to win that game and how hard they fought, one of the things that will be forgotten, they won the game by a point. Now, and Trindle off... I think it was the first try. Minor in the Sharks' second try. I think it was probably the second try, actually, where he missed the goal from not right in front, but very close. He would kick it nine times out of ten. Now, he kicks that. It's a different ball ballgame. Um, I know they then ended up getting, a, uh, I think it was a penalty goal. They took the goal, uh, take the two uh, to make it 12 points to six. But then, of course, if Trindle doesn't miss the kick beforehand, after the try, they lead 14-6. And even if the Roosters got to score a try, it would have been 14-12. They would have had to get a penalty goal or a two-point field goal to send it to extra time. Just those little things, I thought on Saturday night for the Sharks did hurt them. Taking nothing away from what the Roosters did, the Sharks they had a lot of chances and they just couldn't capitalise on it. But the Roosters' defence, as it has been for. About five or six weeks now. Very good. Uh, On gutsiest performances, Maltese mailman from Marrickville says, uh, gutsy effort, Davey Warner's 200 on Boxing Day uh, last year. Under all the pressure in the world, the heat cramps and still got the double ton. Yes. And uh, speaking of David, Warner made a century over the weekend as well uh, for Australia in the cricket. So uh, we'll talk to Paul Dennett later on in the week. He'll be back with us uh, then. So looking forward to having a chat with him uh, there about that. A uh, couple more texts before we'll update you on the Rugby Union World Cup. This from Andy D. Morning, Dan. That was Paul from Wynan. What was he thinking? Uh, he'd get away with it. Uh, very amateurish from someone lauded by the coach. Should have been sent off. Andy D from Brisbane. Well, yeah, look, it's an allegation. We'll have to see what unfolds this morning. No doubt the match review committee will be having a look at it and how many weeks, if any, he gets uh, uh, for his new club, South Sydney. But I did think that there might've been more to come of it than what we saw. Tyson Gamble seemed pretty adamant, didn't he? Um, that he was bitten now, Jack White. And he was saying, look, he can't move his mouth out of the way or something along those lines. Um, and then as I said earlier, Tyson Gamble has said that he doesn't want to take it any further. He's happy to leave it on the field, but it may not be up to him. What happens next? Really interesting one, really intriguing one. Um, see what happens and as I said South Sydney will be looking at that very closely and this one from Jason Dan as a Melbourne Storm member it breaks my heart that Ryan Pappenhausen got injured again Um, yes uh, it was awful Uh, I think that was definitely the low light of the weekend whether your team won your team lost seeing that just awful freak accident would have probably happened to any player if he got into that position but yeah just really disappointing Thankfully, as I said earlier to Charlie, it doesn't seem to be as bad, it's still very bad, but it doesn't seem to be as bad as what we thought initially, which everyone thought it was a compound fracture. So hopefully, uh, and we saw him post on uh, Instagram yesterday or Saturday saying, uh, we go again, and hopefully that's exactly what he does. Um, but Melbourne picking up a lot of injuries in that game as well, not just him. So, yes, very interesting that game on Friday. Um, and whoever does get through that game on Friday, do they have a hard task against Penrith uh, the week after. Now, Rugby Union World Cup, we know it started on the weekend. Uh, France beat the All Blacks in the opening game of the weekend, 27 points to 13. Uh, well done to the Wallabies, 35 points to 15 over Georgia. Uh, yesterday morning, did you watch it? Uh, I must admit, I missed Watching it, I didn't get to see it. Did anyone uh, watch it? Um, and if you did, were you impressed with the Wallabies? Did you expect more? Did you expect a bigger score? Or are you just happy that they managed to win a game? First game uh, they've won since Eddie Jones has returned as head coach 35 15 over Georgia, England 27 over Argentina 10. Uh, and then we've had a couple of games overnight. One is going on now. Uh, the first of those was South Africa 18 defeating Scotland 3. And we've got a game going on now. 26 minutes gone. Fiji 14 over Wales 11. Fiji 14 over Wales 11. Now, US Open as well. Um, And we'll talk to Chris Perkins about this tomorrow morning. Koho Golf, well done to her. uh, Winning the women's singles final yesterday. Lost the first set 6-2, but then fought back to win 6-3, 6-2, Uh, So, well done to Coco Golf over Sabalenka there. We've got the men's singles final starting very, very soon between Daniel Medvedev and Novak Djokovic. Medvedev pretty good against Carlos Alcaraz on Saturday morning. Djokovic, we know he uh, won Australian Open. We know he won the French Open, lost the Wimbledon final, of course, earlier on in the year. Um, a couple of months ago, but this should be a good match. U.S. Open final, Medvedev up against Djokovic. Who will win that? It'll be very, very close. Uh, 27 minutes to 6, oh, 0457 736 736 or 1300 oh, one, 11170 uh, Another text before I break this from the Chook Man. Uh, Hi, Dan. You could smell the smoke when Teddy came back on the other night and the Sharks choked. Uh, now, well, yes, I-, I thought they could have iced the game when he was off. Uh, He also says in terms of gutsiest performances on the back of the Roosters winning on Saturday night, on the back of the Knights yesterday, some of the gutsiest performances in sport. He says, Graham Smith, Coming out to bat with a broken hand against a rampant Mitch Johnson on a deteriorating pitch was gutsy. Thank you, Chookman. 0457 736 736 1300 01 11 70. Your highlight, your low light, your surprise performance of the weekend. Uh, gutsiest performances in sport of all time on the back of what we saw this weekend in rugby league. The extra time yesterday, would you like to see that adopted in terms of rugby league, the regular season, all the way through? Would you like to see just a straight 10 minutes? Then if it's still a draw after that is full-time, doesn't go to Golden Point, would you prefer to see that? Jack Wyden, what do you think is going to come out of that? And were you surprised that there wasn't more yesterday? And anything else you want to talk about? Busy morning on this Monday morning. It is 26 minutes to six on the other side of this. More text calls, and we'll have a chat with John Gallo talking all things football. Uh, 21 and a half to six. John Gallo in just a second, wrapping up the weekend. Oh, football, not EPL, but internationals played, including the soccerers. Just before that, a few texts on gutsiest performances of all time on the back of the Roosters the other night and the Knights yesterday. Uh, this one from the Guru. Good morning. Gutsiest performance I can remember was the Sea Eagles in the 1978 final series. Can't remember exactly how many games were played, but remember numerous replays due to uh, due to drawn games, including the grand final. Don't think there were too many players playing without pain-killing injections. That's from Guru. And that uh, is followed by this text from Andrew saying, Gutsiest uh, performances I've seen is the manly 1978 finals team. Won five games in 16 days, culminating in a winning grand final replay against Cronulla. Two great texts. Thank you for those. And a couple more before John Gallo. This one from Kane on the Central Coast. Gutsiest effort Canberra got to a sold-out McDonnell Jones Stadium, missing two Origin players, and Kiwi Internationals then losing a player in the first five minutes, but still takes Newcastle, uh, who have won nine in a row, ninety minutes. Look, I thought uh, can't well, well done to Newcastle. You can't take much away from what Canberra did uh, yesterday. I feel though, if Canberra played like they did yesterday. Throughout the rest of the season, they would have been a lot better place. But that was a great effort by Canberra. It was one of the great finals. And just this text before we go to John. Uh, Hi, Dan. Uh, This is a bit sad. Hi, Dan. Thank you, text here. Starting my last week of super early mornings and won't be able to catch your show anymore. Uh, just wanted to great, congratulate you on a great show. Love all your guest experts, and especially Chris from the USA. Even enjoy all the texts from your regulars. Who knows? I might even get up early just to tune in and go to the Roosters Cabramatta Flash. Mate, thank you for the text. We do podcast the show every day on the SCN 1170 Um Podcasty thingy. What would you call it? Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify. So if you want to catch the show, you could always uh, go back and listen. But thank you very much for that. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six or one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Just as we go to John, if you are listening through SCN eleven seventy AM and Sydney, did make mention of this uh, at the top of the show, but it is very very smoky outside. The smoke you can actually smell it in the studio due to uh, back burning and hazard reduction. So just be careful if you have got any uh, breathing issues, asthma, or the, or the respiratory issues just be careful heading out and about today hopefully that smoke does clear over the next day or so but very smoky in and around sydney today so just be careful if you are heading out uh, 19
1: now on tradies news it's time for the latest in football
0: and well you have a fan, of Flash. He should just tune in, John. Good morning. He should go back to the podcast uh, from next week and have a listen and make sure he hears you. Morning to you, John. Yeah, morning to you, Dan. Yes, uh, look, I mean, fantastic. You can
2: listen to the podcast. That's the, the beauty of podcasts; you can listen in any time, isn't it? Wherever you did, are in the world. Did, so, uh, did you yeah, like? Hopefully, you tuned
0: in. Did you like how I described it as the podcast thingy? I did like that. That was quite creative mm. of you, mate. That's yeah. just very well done. I thought that
2: uh, you, you've really gone in depth about that. Yes. And just on the smoke in, uh, in Sydney, apparently uh, the St. George players have uh, kept their barbecue <laughs> running a little bit too long. So <laughs> that may have led to the, uh, to the smoke happening there. But I can tell you what's on fire up here, Dan, and that's Calum Ponga. Very good. He's got a fire somewhere around here somewhere. I'm sure he's got a barbecue being lit with that bit of Ponga magic for sure. But... Uh, yeah, I tell you what, it's been fantastic 24 hours up here in Newcastle. The skies are clear, mate. There's no smoke. Uh, the only team that's smoking is the uh, is the Newcastle Knights at the moment from their great form.
0: wanted to ask you, before we get to the football, you split your time between Newcastle and Sydney, but you're up in Newcastle yesterday. And I, I imagine, and from what, uh, and I was flicking between the Fox and Channel 9 coverage, and uh, from what was being reported, they're lining up to get into the ground at 11am midday, basically. Just... Quite amazing, the scenes and how it has taken over the whole town, which you expect because we've seen this with Newcastle before when they're playing finals football, when they've won grand finals in the past. But what was the atmosphere like in and around the city yesterday morning? And then I'm sure you may not have gone out last night, but I'm sure you would have uh, heard a lot of people celebrating after that long into the night. Look, they may even still be going now.
2: Well, look, yeah, I mean, before the game, I did see a lot of Newcastle night, obviously jerseys in and around and the pubs were packed, obviously, and a lot of the cars. What I, what I, what I have to say about it is, you know, when you go past like an apartment or a house, there's always a, back in the day, back in the 90s and early 2000s, you used to see houses with balloons or the team colours or the flags outside the apartment hotel. I have to say, Newcastle did a fantastic job before the game. As I was walking around some apartment buildings around where I live in the city, I had to see on the veranda and some of the balconies there were balloons and there were Newcastle night streamers and and all that flags hanging off and. I have to say, I haven't seen that in, in quite some time when I've been around Sydney for some reason, which, you know, is obviously, I think Sydney is one of the epicenters of, of rugby league. When you look at how many sides are actually in Sydney. Mm. Um, but, you yeah, know, in Newcastle for a one club, City, I really felt the vibe before the game. And then obviously afterwards, uh, a lot of the, uh, the beeping and the car horns going down King Street and Hunter Street was phenomenal. Uh, I'm sure the uh, many many players left McDonald Jones Stadium, many of the fans left McDonald Jones Stadium rather uh, filled and uh, and ready to go into the night and into the early hours, and uh, and the McDonalds across King Street here on the corner was absolutely packed to the brim of Knights fans. So yeah, I think there's a real uh, real joy obviously uh, with the city at the moment. There's a real excitement obviously Monday morning now. Firstly, they'll be talking about going into work. If any of them manage to get into work, is uh, is about the, the footy and how good the Knights have been. Uh, and playing really, really well. So, yeah, it's definitely brought a whole positivity to the city, that's for sure.
0: Now, uh, yeah, and, of course, they play the Warriors, which is a Saturday afternoon game uh, on Saturday. So I imagine every pub in Newcastle drink responsibly is going to be uh, packed. Now, we're running out of time. we only got about five minutes. So let's just do a quick wrap of the football night. EPL over the course of the weekend. The Socceroos played uh, against Mexico. It was 2-0. Uh, and then I saw in the news uh, two late goals. Disappointing because they could have won that game, the Socceroos, from the weeks I saw of it. Yeah,
2: I mean, yeah. Looking looking at the game, it was a game that probably, in, in hindsight, you know, Socceroos should have walked away with a win, being two nil up and in position. But uh, we gave a penalty away, which got um, got you know Mexico back into the game at two one. And then late in the eighty third minute, it another defensive error from the Socceroos, which allowed Mexico to, to get the equaliser and make it two all in the end. And that's all she wrote. But I think, look, I think looking at a friendly, obviously it's not too too devastating. I think some of our young players that stepped in as a substitute, really um, provides some some real positivity as well to the team, which was great to see. I think the experienced players stepped up as well. Um, so I think all in all, I think the Socceroos put in a decent shift over the course of the 90 minutes. As you said, we are a bit disappointed we didn't walk out with a win. I thought we deserved that, but um, credit to Mexico. They, they've they got that little flair about them and they're never quite down and out. So um, well done for, for the two-all draw. I think there's some positive to take out from, from Graham Ardell in terms of the future for the Socceroos. So that's that's exciting. So well done to the Socceroos and, and well done for Mexico for conjuring up what was a, a really exciting, friendly game.
0: Now one of the big stories across the weekend in the world of football, and we've sort of... Have uh, been quite rightly obsessed with what's happening here locally, both NRL and AFL. But England, and you know I was over there. What almost, almost two months ago, this time last year, we were doing our road to the World Cup. Uh, doesn't time fly? Um, and what a great segment that was. We should bring it back in a couple of years' time. Um, but England, we know the pressure that uh, their fans put on the English team when they don't succeed. They haven't won a World Cup for a very, very long time. And now some pressure building on their manager, Gareth Southgate, who was the hero a couple of years ago of England when they took them uh, to the Euro finals. But now uh, a lot of pressure building on him.
2: Yeah, there is. I mean, England, obviously, uh, the Euro qualifiers overnight, they had a draw against Ukraine, a one-all draw. uh, and, And that was really devastating to, to the England. Fans, obviously, and the English media, which love to, to hound the national team, no doubt. But Gareth Southgate, yeah, again, in the, in the headlines for all the wrong reasons. When you look at the score he's picked, Bellingham and Madison and Pikuya Saka, Harry Kane, uh, Phil Foden, you know, arguably one of the best front six when you include the midfielders and strikers in world football up there with, obviously, France and, and Brazil and Spain. But uh, England's still managing agency. So you can walk out with a draw. In Ukraine, mind you, I mean, difficult atmosphere to play in Ukraine at the moment, obviously with what's going on, but uh, the football field was probably no state to be played on, in all honesty. They, they complained about the field being a little bit uh, dug up and, and a little bit all over the place, which uh, didn't allow England to play their smooth football on the ground. That they like to play with some quick passes in between. So that affected the England team, but that's really no excuse. You've got to play on whatever pitch you're given, and, and with the players that they've got England, they're expected to do a whole lot better. So to only walk out with a draw is not devastating. I mean, they're still top of the group stage uh, for the Euro qualifiers, but um, only getting a draw in Ukraine against Ukraine is a little bit disappointing when you look at the side that England had. So the pressure is mounting Gareth Southgate again. I mean, obviously, with this squad of players, that only comes around in once in a generational lifetime. You feel, I think, they've got to walk out with some kind of major tournament. I think the Euros next year is going to be, realistically speaking, I think it's going to be the one opportunity that Gareth Southgate will have to walk out with a major tournament trophy. Um, And if he
0: can't do that, I I think that his job would be up for for grabs, that's for sure. So it's interesting, but it's disappointing for England. It was very interesting being over there last year, and you sort of – uh, if you like sport, and we obviously if you're listening to the station, you do, and uh, you sort of get a bit sucked into what happens over there and the great start they made to the world cup. And then they sort of floundered a bit and then came back and uh, everyone was into it. As you'd expect football, obviously the number one sport by a long way over in the UK, but everyone loved it. But the pressure that is on these guys, and we see that in sport here as well in our various different sports, but uh, it's at a different level when you talk about the England football team from the England fans. So, Yeah, I think it's going to be very interesting, uh, John, over the next year for Gareth Southgate and this England team to see what they can do because everyone always expects them to do well in a World Cup, uh, especially, or a Euro tournament, uh, especially the England fans, and quite often uh, they're let down. So we'll see what happens next year and over the next 12 months. John, very good stuff. Well done. Uh, EPL back next weekend. We will chat on Friday morning. Um, uh, You might be in Sydney. I think you will be in Sydney then, but no doubt over the next few days, you'll soak up the atmosphere in Newcastle.
2: Yes, absolutely, mate. And uh, looking forward to it, obviously, with the Knights playing the Warriors and and the Roosters playing Melbourne Storm Mm. as well. You'll be very excited as a Roosters man, Dan. So, uh, yeah, I'll go back to my hazard reduction back burning in the Bulldogs' uh, Canterbury area. Uh, with Gus Gould and the
0: plan. So uh, I'll get back to that, mate. So you might see more smoke across Sydney in the next coming days as well. Thank you. Preparation is everything for the season Absolutely. coming up in about five months. thank you, John. Speak Friday. Cheers, mate. Have a good week. John Gallo talking all things football, uh, and he'll be back Friday. Don't forget, Beaumont Tiles is giving away a trip for two to American Footy's biggest game worth over $70,000. Just shop in store at Beaumont's before November 12, and you're in with a chance. T's and C apply. We'll wrap up the show after this with some more text. We'll also update you on the NRLW over the course of the weekend. It's 10 to 6. Five and a half to five, uh, five and a half to six. NRLW over the course of the weekend. Sharks 16 over the Dragons 8. We saw the Broncos 22 over the Tigers 18. Knights 20 defeated the Roosters 4. That was a top of the table clash. Good performance by the Knights. Um, and yesterday, Raiders 34 over the Cowboys 12 and the Titans 34 over the Eels 12. A uh, couple of texts to finish things off. Yoval Treeman says, Hi Dan, disappointed with the Bears losing to the Rabbitohs in the New South Wales Cup. The Burley Bears are still alive in the Queensland Cup, but a bears First Bears match on Grand Final Day. We'll just have to wait for another year. Also, hoping Minji Lee can hold on to her lead as she plays the back nine of the LGPA tournament in the U.S. Gutsiest performances, Stingray, says Lonro winning the 2004 Australia Cup. And Robert Dolly Dunn, another Texer, smashed home run last innings in the injury depleted Boston side. Thank you for all your texts this morning. Apologies to the ones I didn't get to. Patton Heels coming up for breakfast for our listeners in Queensland. Vossie and Brandy for our listeners in Sydney. Tomorrow morning we'll cross to the USA, wrap up week one of the NFL and the US Open final with Chris Perkins. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 5 a.m.